This is Prabhas and Rana Dagabuti talking about Bahabuli. Incredible is that the Royal Albert Hall chooses a selection of films every year to recreate with a live orchestra. This is the first time they're doing this with an Indian film. And most people would think it would be a Bollywood film, and they haven't gone for a Bollywood film. They've gone for the highest grossing Indian film of all time. It makes sense to go with Bahubali. But is that a big achievement for not just you personally, but for the Telugu film industry? I mean, see, Bahubali itself was, yes, of course, for the Telugu industry, it kind of changed India in, in terms of the cine, cinematic language that it has. And now you see so many more spectacle-based films coming. It kind of opened this floodgate to saying, here you go. And now we're on that world stage and we can do cinema that's, that's as big as the rest of the world does. Yeah. Today we're talking about a movie about ancient India where an adventurous and daring man becomes involved in a decades-old feud between two warring peoples. This movie is written and directed by S.S. Rajmuli. And stars Prabhas, Rana Dagabuti, and Anashka Shetty, among a crap ton of other people. This is Bahabuli, beginning. And this is required watching where you watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and I'm not going to lie to you. I've recorded all of my videos for the rest of 2022. And with the release a few weeks back of my RRR review, <laughs> you guys really showed up by watching it and also leaving comments. And it was kind of astounding how many of you guys love talking about Indian cinema as something that I'm very, very new to. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you guys liking, liking that video and help me figure out a few more movies to watch along the way. So consider these bonus videos, if you will where we really deep dive into Indian cinema, hopefully spanning a wide um, a wide breadth of film that you guys have going on in India. Because we have, as I was doing research and, and, and looking at the videos that we have coming up, it seems to be a whole lot of really distinct voices, not only from the filmmakers and the actors and the writers, but, but the regional the regional videos are, are also very, very different from, you know, the Hindu, the Hindu movies versus the Telugu movies versus the Bollywood movies versus the Tollywood movies. Like it's, it's too much for me to consider. So I will mess up and I'm sorry. I will mess up pronunciations and I'm sorry, but please help me along. Make sure I'm, I'm doing it right. Cause you guys were overwhelmingly letting me know about like the different languages that are spoken in India. It's, it's so, so many. And that only means to me that the culture, again, as if I didn't know, is so, so rich. And I think it's really being told in the films that are being released and the way people are showing up around the world to watch, to watch these movies is really showing me there's a, a renaissance for Indian cinema. So allow me to be on this journey, continue leaving comments. If you want me to do more of these besides, I think I have four that I'll be watching, including this. If you, if you, if you are liking these and you want me to continue, please subscribe, please leave comments, please like these videos. And I'll continue to do them for as long as you guys show up to watch them, because it's really, really fun for me to talk about and read comments. I, I try to keep up with the comments. There's so many, but I, I, I love having that conversation. Like I always say at the end of every video, required watching is 100% a film club. So thank you. Now, that's why, that's honestly why I chose Bahab. RRR was, you know, getting a sequel, as I've discussed earlier, and it felt right to dig more into S.S. Rajamuli. He really seems like 
I don't know. I don't know a comparable, a comparable Hollywood director, but he really seems like a, a director to watch and someone to pay attention to. And it's really fun for me to watch a movie that ends up being a sequel and potentially have, has its own spinoff iterations. Anyways, this was really, really great to see. So this movie has so many, so many accolades, right? Like it's, it's a Telugu breakout, which was one of the highest grossing, highest costing films at the time. Of course, RRR topped that a few years later. And if I'm not mistaken, Cotton Tara topped that a few months after RRR. So it's, it's, I love that all of these films are being made for under a million dollars and they have such scope and take so much time, sometimes not a lot of time, sometimes years and years in production, which is crazy. So it's really, really exciting. But this movie specifically was also included in the BBC's 100 Years of Indian Cinema, which is wild. Um, You know, considering that America is only a couple of hundred years old, to have 100 years of Indian cinema is only telling of, again, the stories that this country has to tell. I'm excited to jump in. Also, it won Best Feature at the National Film Awards, and it was the first film, first Indian film to be nominated for the Saturn Awards, receiving five nominations, including Best Fantasy Film and Best Supporting Actress. It's, <laughs> like I said, I knew nothing about this film when I was jumping into it. I Based on all your recommendations, I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't read a description. I did nothing. So this movie was a part of a part of the recommendations that you guys suggested, and I went right into it. I was, in fact, going to watch The Lunchbox because it was on my list before. But when I saw that this was on Netflix and I could just easily find it, I turned it on and got going. And after watching the very first movie, having not... I, I guess I kind of assumed there was a second one based on the based on the title, but... Didn't, not really knowing what was going to happen in the film and knowing that there was a sequel and the way it comes up and it's like, you know, get ready for the sequel in 2017. It was so, so exciting. And all I wanted to do is watch part two. And I haven't. I haven't yet. And if you like this video, of course, I, I will go back and, and, and watch part two. I want to watch part two, but whether or not I talk about it on here is a completely different story. That's not me baiting. This is also just a testing ground for me to see if people are interested in this. So if you are, let me know and let's do this because I'm really, really excited for what this movie, like the jolt of energy that this movie gave me and what we can really talk about later on as I get more involved. But besides wanting to watch part two, I was really, really blown away because the movie took turns that I wasn't expecting. As someone pointed out, this is a masala film, or at least for me, it's very feels like it's very much feels like a film that has so many different aspects to it that it's hard to really put your finger on what it is. It's it's interesting that it was nominated for a fantasy award and while i can understand that i wouldn't have directly put it under a fan i don't know i I just wouldn't have put it under fantasy mainly because we don't have it's either drama or comedy right so so for it to be a fantasy movie is feels right but i would have called it like a period film more than anything else but whatever that's whatever it doesn't matter so my my initial reactions i'll give you in a second but i was left i was left excited for what what had just been through watching Bahabuli go through his quest of trying to reach the top of the mountain. I was excited to see what was, what was finally there, what we were all just been waiting for. Of course, he's this child who, you know, his mother was killed rather violently and insanely and was given to these villagers at the bottom of this really, really huge mountain. And he grows up and he, all he wants to do is get to the top. Everyone else is completely fine with living in their circumstances. And he just wants to get to the top. And this mountain is absurdly high. I, I get like, it's, 
of course, it's appealing to want to go to the top. What's at the top of this? It's kind of like Jack and the Beanstalk, right? And I think maybe that's probably a good analogy for it. It's like when he finally gets to the top, he's faced with all of these things. And it's like this epic kingdom that seems so unreal considering what he left behind. And real talk, I don't know how the plot hole that I, I think is really interesting is I don't know how, you know, the villagers had this kind of hole that the mother went through and she, and everyone's like, cover it up, cover it up. I don't know how that little hole or tunnel led all the way up to the top. I'm sure, I'm sure there's logic in this, but I was like, this seems far too convenient. And it was because at the end, everyone showed up, but whatever. Also just, yeah, yeah it's fine. I, I can't say I know about many of, you know, the religions that take place in, in India or the history or the myths or the, the folklore and tales, because it seems to play such a huge part in, in cinema. And I think rightfully so. I think actually what makes Indian cinema so compelling is that it does lean on it quite a bit, whether it's fictionalized or, or, or it leans very heavily on it. I, I personally don't know. My assumption is that there is a bit of both. Like here's like some really, some real truth to a tale or folklore or some religious aspect that we all, we all being India kind of have an understanding of, or even like a regional part have an understanding of. And here's how we're going to build on top of that with storytelling. And I think that's super interesting. Like we don't, we as an American certainly don't have that much of like folklore. We have, we rest on like our history of war and violence and all of that stuff. So it's not as rich is what I'm seeing here, which is incredible, incredible to see, which makes me look it up, like watching Kantara, watching Tumbad, watching, watching these, the, watching even like the lunchbox. I, it has me looking up what's real, what's not real and un- trying to understand what, what this culture is that is being expressed to me on screen because it seems so, I, I, I'm repeating myself by saying seems so rich, but it seems so nuanced and it's not, that it's not something to be understood in like five minutes. Like, you know, <laughs> you can't just go take a college class and completely understand the nuances of India the same way you can't go to a college class and, and understand the nuances of any country, let alone its culture, because the history versus the culture are very different. I'm blathering on not about this movie, but um, so we, he, he gets to the top and he gets to the top and he evokes, you know, he evokes Shiva and, 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 and puts the statue underneath the waterfall and it gives him all this luck to get to the top and all this stuff. And, you know, Bahubali killed the king, right? Freed his mother that he didn't really know about, but he was drawn to her. And had soldiers and villagers like at their knees, you know, some really mean, nasty people begging for him to like, just not even begging, but just like, coming to their knees and bowing down. And I thought that was really cool. But then I looked at him and it was an hour left. <laughs> and I was like, what is going to happen to this movie? You know, he's this person that they've all been waiting for. And I thought, yeah, it was a fast three hours. But again, an hour left. And I was confused about what was going to happen left. What was going to happen with all the time that was left? Was he meant to be this leader of this film, of the, of the, of the village now? And Again, when it comes to like not really it being expected, we got a story that t- we, <laughs> I think what the last hour takes a story from a ten, which is already outrageous, right? And outrageous. I mean, like we have this love story going on. We have like this man who's essentially falling from mountains and surviving. We have like this this the love sequence that happens is incredible, incredible. I, I've never seen people fall in love like this. 
and you guys, you guys, Indian cinema really handles love stories in a way that I find really efficient and not at, and, and almost like really, really fast. But I think, again, I think because of the culture, it makes so much sense and it doesn't need to be this story that is harped on for, you know, if it's a two hour movie that's harped on for like 90 minutes of it, it's like, we're in love. And that's not the point of the story, but we're in love, <laughs> which I completely am all about. Um, but with that hour, we went from a 10 to a 20 where we're now thrust into history where the actors are playing you know, their ancestors and your mind is, my mind was completely blown away. Like what is happening? What's going on? And I feel bad for all of you who had to wait two years for part two to come out, but cause it must've been really exciting to sit back and get ready and, and get your tickets and go to the theaters. I, I want to go to India just like around the time that these movies come out, just so I can go to a theater and see what happens because something tells me that at the end of this movie, like, complete riots happened because you're like what in the world is going on and now i have to wait two years to see what what's left of it it was really again really incredible and really really fun and i wish i lived in a place where there was this there there was this kind of excitement in theaters because i feel like it's really an event for 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 people for people to go to the theaters and watch these kinds of movie movies around the world with with people who get it and who want to be there i feel like it's such an experience but i have a few things i like to talk about right and i'll start with the first thing i don't usually watch i don't usually watch foreign films with dubbing because they mainly i've said this a billion times like it's usually usually miss something you're but i'm better off reading the subtitles and getting some more of the nuance and getting some more of the context of what's being said but something about the dubbing in (laughs) In and on Bahubali on Netflix, that really upsets me because it just it makes all these Indian actors sound probably the, like like the whitest, the whitest, the whitest voices ever, right? Like these, like making a huge generalization is like these California accents, these California accents over like this epic film, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense whatsoever, and I, I feel. Like, they could have done a way better job dubbing this film. I turned it off, like, within five minutes. So I was like, it just, it, it gets getting worse and worse. If you if you have a chance to, to watch the dubbing, please do. If you just want to understand what it is that I'm talking about and maybe laugh a bit because it sounds so awful. Especially when I hear, when you turn the dubbing off and you hear the actor speaking, you're like, yeah, like, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like, these are their voices, blah, blah. But to hear the dubbing not only not sound like them, but just sound like, like really, I don't know, proper, I say, I say white voices because that's what it sounds like, but it's really, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. The last thing I want to, one of the other things is the virtual effects, uh, the visual effects anyway. I shouldn't judge it because it's 2015 and this movie was made under a million dollars, which is mind boggling. But some like I, I think it's interesting to see this film's visual effects versus RRR's visual effects because I think what's, I feel like what's being pulled off here in Bahabuli feels much grander than what's happening in RRR. And that's why I can notice that the visual effects are not as good as RRR. Of course, seven years had gone by since the releases of both movies. But I will, I will say this, for a movie that's being made with this budget, the, like the effects that, from the movies that I've seen have been incredible. Incredible. Have they been the be- best? No. But... Are they getting better? Yes. 
Are you going to have like, I don't know, like people fighting with tigers? Absolutely not. Are you going to have, you know, $10 million budget to make it look like it was a real lion? Obviously not. But yeah, I, it, I, I notice the effects more and that's not me. That's not me giving it any kind of a flack. I do think though, that is just interesting to see how it changed between these two, between these two films, RRR and Bahabuli. And I'm interested to see what, how it's different in the second movie. That said, the entire second half of this movie with the war of like the ancestors. Oh my gosh. It was so, so good. So, so good. And what I think is happening is there's a lot of, in terms of VFX, there's a lot of like crowd painting and all that stuff. So it's making a real small group look like a lot of people. I wouldn't be shocked if there were actually all of these people there. Honestly, wouldn't be shocked, but it's so seamless. It's so seamless. It feels like a completely different movie than what I just watched. I'm so excited to watch the second one. I'm going to watch it after this, actually. Because <laughs> I need to know what happens. And I think I, I do think these actors, Prabhas and Rana, do a really, really good job of playing off of each other. And they have, like, these... I don't know. I think I think Rana can be a really likable guy. I haven't seen him in anything else, I don't think. But he, he but he does a really good job of being like this like, you know, the antagonist, right? Like he thinks he thinks Provis's character is 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 the one taking things from him. So I think this is I think they do such a good job at being like these two people at odds with each other. It's such a good performance from both of these people that also is Pro, has Provis always been known as Provis or or did he just lose his last name after a while? I'm interested in like where he started versus where he is now. Um also seeing him in interviews, that guy is that guy is cool. That guy is such a cool guy. Gosh, I, I I love I love it. I love Indian cinema. I really really do. Again, I've already talked about the religion aspect of it. I I learned that this was based off Mahabharata. Am I saying that? I don't know. Anyways, and I think I'm saying two different things. I've already talked about religion, but I also learned this was based off a folklore or text or something called Mahabharata. Sorry if I'm screwing that up, guys. But lastly. Let's talk about music because it's boasting seven tracks on the soundtrack. And what I really, really feel like is uh, as a whole, India does a really good. If you told, if you told me, if you told me that these soundtracks were made by one artist, let's say called Bahabuli. And with this, with this album coming out, it was this, you know, this movie, I would call that a visual album. And it feels very much like a visual album. It feels like the way that the way the music is ingrained, and specifically, I think it's only ingrained properly in the movie as that the kind of like the premonition that he was getting from Anushka's character, and like them falling in love and all that stuff. Like it wasn't like like that was like the only musical sequence that I can remember. Them falling in love was just the music playing over that montage, and the other bits were just music playing over the montage. And it's become such like almost like a a Greek tragedy, you know how they have like the, the Greek choir, the Greek chorus. That's what this feels like when it comes to the music of Indian cinema that I've seen so far. It really feels like the the music is again telling us what's what's either happening right in front of us, reminding us of what's to of of what has happened, like what we what we have saw, seen, or kind of warning us and telling us like you know this character is losing sight, or this character has the heart of a lion, or whatever it is, and we need to get through this. And it's re- the, I'm really enjoying, 
and I probably shouldn't talk about music anymore because I feel like a lot of it's the same in terms of like the way the the way music is used to tell to help tell story. But it's good. It it, it really helps enhance this world because it's such an expansive world. Obviously, it needs two parts. Yeah. But listen, please say what were your thoughts when you first saw this movie? I feel like this is one of those block, blockbuster movies. I'm also really curious about how often these movies come about. If you're in India or have any any knowledge of, of Indian cinema currently, I would love to know how often these movies kind of come about. Are you getting these movies every few months? Is it every year? That It's like this one movie is really coming out. I was reminded that NCR 30 is coming out soon, and I'm super excited for that. I, I'm very excited about that. But let me know what you guys think about about how how your understanding of how things work in India. With Indian cinema. For some fun facts, the language that was created for the film was released via the website on an official language as an official language to learn. I, I think of it. I think of it like these other made-up languages, like you know, Game of Thrones or something like that, where people get to learn these languages. And I think it's really fun. It was supposed to be like a really easy language to learn. I'm not a linguist at all. I barely speak one language, let alone anything else. I speak parts of different languages. And I said that I'm going to learn an English, an Indian language, probably Hindu. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's a bit easier and I can get some basic phrases down. I, I like knowing basic things and building on there. And yeah, maybe I'll get, okay, get ready to go to India and, and during one of these premieres or something that is coming up and hopefully have a good time. Netflix announced a prequel series, and as of 2021, they scrapped what they they scrapped what they had and brought together a new creative team. And I reckon after the release of Lord of the Rings, this show will come out uh, soon, uh, soon enough with audiences around the world watching. I do think that people love a good epic. People love a good fantasy. Game of Thrones proves that. Lord of the Rings proves that. Like there are so many shows and movies that prove that. And I really hope that. As far as I know, but as far as I'm really, it's not really related to the creative team on this, on the series. But I really, really hope that, that it comes out and it builds upon this world. And I really hope that people from around the world are able to see it. And it's not something that's exclusive to Netflix in India and that it is shown around the world. Because it's it, I'm, I imagine it's going to be great. Also, it'd be really good to see what happened beforehand, I think. I think there's so much more of a world that's being built that it's like there must be these really big stories of civilizations facing all of these problems all all the same problems but obviously different with different heroes and and, and different characters and all that stuff so really really interesting <laughs> listen as far as seeing sailors go someone please give the woman an oscar though i'm so sorry i forget her name but the woman that plays Bahabali's birth mother, she, listen, she is acting. She's acting. And it's incredible to see the ranges that everyone has to go through. Everyone in the cast, really. After RRR, again, I learned what a masala film was in a film with a bit of everything. And I think this is most definitely one of them. It, it was giving me a bit of Ben-Hur, Pocahontas, Mulan, 300. You know, just it, it just felt like a lot of different things thrown in. And there's so many kinds of these movies that I, I was able to identify as I was watching them that just reminded me of everything that I know. Again, not, I don't think, I don't think it's classified as a Bollywood film. I think one of the ones that I'm watching will be classified as a Bollywood film. But the, again, the way the music was intertwined with this was really interesting. I, 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 I'm now getting this really l- big library of indian soundtracks listen is is there is there a soundtrack that i should be listening to if not soundtrack i'm interested in just like different types of music as well that i should be listening to like if you have any kind of recommendations send a link 
or don't send a link, just comment about it. And I'll look them up. I'm really, I'm really, I'm going in. I'm going in, guys. And I hope that, I hope that you guys are there to lead the way with, listen, this, I feel like this has gone on long, long enough. And I apologize for the rambling. But with all of that said, whether or not this is required watching is not the point. But of course it is. I, I, for all the reasons that I just said, it's, it's certainly something required to watch. And really start, start to build your filmography, like your, your watch list of Indian filmmakers. I reckon I'll be saying that a lot, to be perfectly honest, because there's so many different types of Indian filmmakers and they're all not the same. In fact, they're just vastly different from each other. And the stories that they're telling are so different that it's worth talking about in the context of the place that they are made and the people that are making them, which is very, very different from the same three directors and four writers that we tend to see over and over again. So with that said, again, leave your comments and, and, and subscribe and give a thumbs up if you like this. If you want me to do more of these, engage, engage with us, because it's been super fun to start this ride with Bahabuli, and I will definitely continue with this Indian cinema journey watch list, if you will, including Bahabuli, the conclusion. So until next time, again, Required Watching is a film club, so let's chat. Let's, let's have some conversations. Until next time. Peace.